Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. In this podcast, we are real about the hardships that we face in life, and we find God's goodness in the midst of it, because he tells us that in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, because he has already overcome the world. I'm your host, Rachel Miller, and I'm very thankful that you are here listening and joining in today. We've been talking about different attributes of God, and today we're talking about God as our Heavenly Father, especially with Father's Day coming up. And this is kind of a hard attribute for some people because some people think that if God is our father, you know, that must mean he's like my my dad. And that means I want nothing to do with him. Because unfortunately, many people don't have a great relationship with their dad. Maybe their dad was very passive or he wasn't even in the picture. Maybe he was very domineering and demanding. But the hard thing is that that's the image that you have of your father, then it's going to be hard to see God as your father. And that's just a really hard place to be in. But I just want to remind you that our relationships here on earth are a reflection of the relationship that we have with God. For example, marriage is a reflection of how Christ loves the church as his bride, and he's the bridegroom. And God is our friend. There's all these different relationships, but he is also our father. And he does it in a perfect way. Like he is our perfect father. He is a good father. He is a loving father. And that doesn't mean that it makes life easy for us, but it means that he's always there with us. And we're going to talk more about what it means that he is our father. But it's also cool because he's also the father of Jesus. Back in Psalm 2, it talks about how um, the Lord declares that you are my son and today I've become your father. And this is kind of a prophecy speaking about Jesus, um, that he will make the nations his inheritance, the ends of the earth his possession. Um, and so God is not just our father, he's also Jesus's father, which is super cool because we are co-heirs with Christ. But it's also amazing that he is our father. And Jesus tells us that in, in Matthew 6, um, he's doing the, the Lord's prayer of how, how should we pray? In verse 9, it says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So he is our Father as well. And and First John also says, now dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves just as He is pure. So I love that verse, and it's 1 John 3, verse 1. It says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And we're not children of God because we did some awesome things and, um, you know, we accomplished a great deal and we did things for him and we brought people to him. Nope, that's not it at all. We are his children because he has chosen us and he has adopted us. And because we are his children, he purifies us to make him more like him, more like Christ. And that's what it's saying in the next verses, that being, um, being in him as his children, that we are made pure, he purifies us. In Ephesians 1, it talks about how we are his children. 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us in Him. So it wasn't our doing. He chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. So again, that's not He chose us because we were holy and blameless, but to make us holy and blameless. In love, He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. So not because of anything that we did, it's because of His pleasure and His will that He decided to adopt us to be sons and daughters. Isn't that amazing? To the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. That's amazing. He chose us just with His pleasure and will that He chose us and He freely gave us grace and He has forgiven us and redeemed us. That's beautiful that we get to be part of His family. In Galatians 4, it says, What am I saying? What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to the guardians and trustees until the time set by the father. So this is talking about being heirs. Um, and this is Paul speaking. He says, so also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. So we're no longer slaves. It says in verse 6, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. What? We're not just, we're not slaves. Yes, we want to serve him and do his will, but we are his sons and daughters. He gives us his spirit and through his spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. And because of that, we're also an heir. And so what does that mean for us? That we are God's children and that he is our father. Well, it means that we didn't have to do anything to earn it, first of all. We were chosen by him, which is just absolutely incredible. But I think it's really important for us to not focus so much on us. Like, yes, we are chosen and adopted, and that's so, so beautiful. But that's not the, the moral of the story, isn't that? The moral of the story is that he chose us and he adopted us and what a good father he is. Because it has nothing to do with us being good. It's because of his great mercy and his love, because of the, his pleasure and his will that he graciously just freely gives us this, which is incredible. But also, we've talked about this from 1 John 3, but he purifies us, which sounds pretty great, right? And it is really good. But I think sometimes we forget that that's kind of a hard process. Usually the purifying process is not a pretty one. The end result is lovely, but the process, you know, to purify silver or gold, you have to take it through the fire, or to purify things that usually it's not a beautiful process. And actually how he does that is through discipline. And Hebrews 12 does a good job talking about this because here on earth we have our parents who they disciplined us growing up, hopefully, because that helps us to be um, humans that can obey and understand how to live. But God is our perfect father who also disciplines us. And that's what purifies us to be more like him. It's through those hardships it's because He chose us that He disciplines us. He chose us, He loves us, and so He disciplines us. Discipline is not a punishment. He loves us. Fear has to do with punishment. God is a God of love. And Hebrews 12, 
It says, in your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens even everyone he accepts as his son. So this is saying right here that God's discipline, it's not something that we should lose heart about because he's rebuking us. He disciplines the one he loves. In verse 7, it says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. And as we know, sometimes that, you know, the way they did it wasn't the best. It says, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Isn't that amazing? He disciplines us for our good and he does it in a perfect way, which doesn't mean it's painless. It says right here, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later, it produces that harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. That's how He purifies us, through rebuking us and disciplining us. There are hardships. They are absolutely hardships, but it brings us to be more like Him. So this discipline, and that might be a hard concept, again, because we have earthly fathers who aren't perfect. Maybe you had a father who didn't discipline you the way that you ought to have been. Maybe... He didn't um, correct things that needed to be corrected and you had to deal with them later in life. Or maybe he corrected them too much and punished you in ways that you shouldn't have been punished. My friends, I hope that you can see that God is our perfect father and that the hardships that he brings us through to make him more like him, it's because he loves us. And not in the way that our earthly dads do. I also do want to address our earthly fathers God did give us fathers, and that's, some people have really awesome fathers, and that's awesome, and some people have, you know, really hard father situations where he wasn't in your life, or maybe he was in your life and didn't take care of your family, and that's a really hard place to be in. This is really hard, but in the Ten Commandments, God tells us to honor your father and your mother, and that doesn't mean to agree with them. It doesn't mean that you condone everything that was done, but it means that you honor them because they are your your father and your mother. And I think it's important that if you have been hurt by your earthly dad, that you allow God to purify you and help you to forgive, which is really hard because their fathers are such an important important part of your life. They have an important role in helping you grow up and become who you are. But I just encourage you to pray about it with God. If you have a hard heart towards your father, that you would allow him to work in your life to help you forgive. Because God has freely forgiven us. You know, I read recently that you will never forgive someone as much as God has forgiven you. God did nothing 
nothing wrong ever, but we have done wrong, and he forgave us. Not because of who we are or what we've done, but because of his pleasure and his will that he graciously and freely gave us grace. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I don't say this coming from a perfect place. I want you to know that. I, um, I'm actually adopted, and so I have a, a birth father who I have his genetics, and I have my, my real dad, you could say. That's what, uh, some people say they're your adopted dad, but he's the one who's been there for me since the beginning. So he's my, my real dad that has, like I've grown up with, and he was the one who um, helped me grow into who I am. And neither of them are perfect. I love my dad so, so much, and he's an amazing dad, and he helped me learn about who God is and helped me get into his word every day. But I honestly had a hard time with my birth father for a while, learning about my story. It's just hard to understand that, you know, sometimes people leave, and it doesn't mean anything about who you are, and I want you to know that. If your father had left you or your family, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person, and that doesn't mean that you did something wrong. And it took me a while not to take things personally, because I don't know I don't know him. I don't know his situation, but I can pray for him. And it took me a while, but I had to pray for God to help me forgive him because um, of the choices that he made. And I might never, ever meet him, but I can pray for him. And so I can understand, you know, a couple of different situations with that. You know, some of us have really good father figures that maybe um, maybe they weren't the one that was actually your father, but maybe it's someone else who stepped in and helped raise you. And I just encourage you to honor your father and your mother, whatever that looks like. Again, that doesn't mean you have to agree with them on everything. It doesn't mean that you condone things, especially, you know, sometimes there's really hard, even abusive situations and that doesn't mean that um, in that case that you even need to have a super close relationship with them or anything, but you will honor them and work on forgiving them. That's what God calls us to do, which is really hard, but He can help us do that because He has forgiven us, so He can help us to forgive others. And I just want to pray to close us out because these are some, some hard things today. Dear God, thank you so much for being our perfect Father. Thank you for choosing us and adopting us as your own, even though we don't deserve it and we've messed up countless times. Thank you for disciplining us and taking us through hard things to make us more like you and to purify us. Lord, I pray that we would accept your love and that we can feel your presence as our perfect, holy, righteous, heavenly Father. And I pray for those who have amazing dads. I pray that you would encourage them to just really celebrate them. And Lord, I also pray for those who have not had great experiences with their dad, that you would help them to honor them. And Lord, I pray that you would just help soften their hearts and remember that you have forgiven us so freely. And Lord, I just pray that you would work in their hearts to forgive their dads. Because that's not easy. But through you and your, the strength that you give us and the courage, that uh, we can do that. And maybe if it's not even a conversation that you have in person, but just something that you work in our hearts so that we don't hold on to grudges and grief that isn't ours to bear. Lord, help us to let go and have open hands to receive 
your love, your mercy, your grace, and your kindness that you have lavished on us. Thank you that you call us your children and that you love us so well. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, this is hard stuff, but God is good through it all. He is a good, perfect Father. No matter what your relationship with your earthly dad looks like, our Heavenly Father is so, so good. Thanks for joining me today for the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Stay tuned for some amazing upcoming episodes. You can find us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Please share with your friends. You can um, write reviews, rate, tell us what you love hearing about God's truth and His Word. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we will see you soon.